do this. How is everybody doing today? As always, I'm hoping you're happy, healthy, and getting ready for Halloween in a couple of weeks, if that's something you're into. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, and welcome to another episode of my podcast, Leave the Bubble, where we talk about expanding our comfort zones, dealing with changes, and embracing challenges in life, as well as staying curious and, in general, trying to grow as a person. Last week, we tackled the question of learning to start versus starting to learn. We talked about the importance of fighting hesitation, stop thinking of hypotheticals, and taking that so critical first step. We also went over the idea of applying the concept of an MVP, a minimum viable product, as it's used in business in our own life. To make the move gather feedback, learn by doing, and then reassess and adapt to keep moving forward. If you haven't yet gotten to listen to the episode or would like to go over the points once again, please feel free to click play on number 47, learning to start versus starting to learn. But now let's dive straight into this week's topic where we'll discuss a rather touchy and maybe even polarizing matter. Something that is becoming more and more prominent in our daily lives and something that has definitely led to some big headlines over the past recent years. Political correctness. Now, why would we at Leave the Bubble talk about it? I mean, here we talk about personal growth and expanding our comfort zones, venturing to the unknown, trying to do new things and keeping an open mind about people, activities and ideas. So how does PC apply for an episode? Well, (laughs) we'll get to that shortly. But first, to get everyone on board and on the same page, let's go over a quick definition of what political correctness actually is. Well, political correctness is a term used to describe language that has the aim to provide the least amount of offense possible, especially when it comes to describing race, gender, sexual orientation, and culture as a whole. Basically, it's about avoiding language that could potentially aggrieve or maybe even insult and offend a specific group of people. Now, there are a lot of different examples in our day-to-day that may be considered politically incorrect, such as referring to someone's partner as husband or wife, or boyfriend or girlfriend, and thus assuming their sexual orientation, or asking someone where they are from instead of inquiring their cultural or ethnic background. After all, they may well be from the country or region they are currently living in, but have immigrant parents, and so on. There are a multitude of possible scenarios, but I believe the definition I just mentioned, and together with these two examples, you should probably know by now what political correctness is. Now, the thing is that at the core of it all, digressing into the founding idea of political correctness, it was and actually is intended to help rather than to harm. The challenge, however, lies in constraining others of expressing themselves freely and feeling boxed in. Now, don't get me wrong, when it's a blatant case of offensiveness, and honestly, we all know that when we see one, PC can be a great tool to face those situations head on. 
Nonetheless, sometimes it can happen that people not only expect but demand a specific behavior of others because they feel the need of being respected in a certain way, even though it may seem completely normal to others. Or more simply put, in some cases, it started to happen that people used PC to become oversensitized and have started making demands of others to use specific words or a particular form of addressing them, otherwise it was considered rude or offensive. So my question here is the following. Could it be that sometimes out of fear of being offensive to others, even though we ourselves don't truly feel that way internally, stay within our bubble quiet and carefully out of fear of being politically incorrect? Has it happened to you that you lost the joy of argumentation or respectful debating because you felt that your views might be misinterpreted or used against you? Well, of course, a prerequisite for everything we've said so far and until the end of this episode and all other Leave the Bubble episodes for that matter (laughs) is that we deal with everyone in a respectful way and polite way. But I do advocate the point of view that everyone should be able to freely represent their ideas and beliefs to others in a well-mannered and civil discussion, regardless of the topic, whether it's politics, financial policies, or theology. So, of course, I cannot and should not offend you or anyone else in this world I abide by that rule and try to respect it whenever possible. Of course, nobody's perfect. And sometimes one of your brothers will say something that is a quick, rude comeback. (laughs) But all joking aside, of course, we should respect one another at all times. The challenge arises when we communicate our ideas in front of a group of people. If we truly believe in our core values and wish to communicate them and our views of life openly... Naturally, the larger our audience, the higher the likelihood that our points of view may offend someone. And here's the kicker, not even on purpose. Most likely, it's going to be completely inadvertently. Fact of the matter is, no well-respected person can stand behind something regardless of the position without risking offending someone. And once again, it comes down to your delivery as well. Are you being provocative on purpose or are both discussing parties or the audience and the speaker open for a heart-to-heart? Is goodwill in place between them? The importance of the point I'm trying to bring across in this episode, and now I come back to why we're talking about the subject here in this podcast today, is that over here at Leaf the Bubble, I want all of us to be free, critically thinking, curious, and positive people. I want all of us to be able to approach everyone out there. Go to episode 11, Approaching Strangers for More. I want us to strike up a conversation with unknown characters and keep it going. Check out episode 31, Never Running Out of Things to Say. But for us to be able to confidently do that, in my personal opinion, we also need to be open, clear, and unrestricted in our communication. Of course, once again, while always respecting each other and being courteous, but losing the fear of compromising on our beliefs, values, and ideas just because someone else might be offended by them. So how can we actually speak up and say what we feel and is inside of us? Well, 
try thinking about it this way. Always biting your tongue, being careful what you say to whom, keeping track of the half-truths or half-lies you said to someone, and so on. It requires a lot of energy. Whereas always speaking your mind, once again, in a polite way, mind you, (laughs) it's so much simpler. Truth, after all, doesn't require a logbook or active maintenance. Truth just is. Honestly, sometimes breaking free of the imaginary jail we've mentally put ourselves in, either because we allowed the opinion or expectation of others to cloud our judgment, or because we feel a little insecure about voicing our opinions, can be absolutely terrifying. Right before you say what you're supposed to say, you feel those inner palpitations getting stronger. Your heartbeat, wishing to leave your body by ripping through your chest. You start feeling the sweat building up in the palm of your hands and your breath starts to get heavy. Maybe your throat dries up and you feel the pressure as if a 10,000 pound boulder is on top of you and you won't get a single word out. But once you do, everything disappears. You've voiced your opinion, your disagreement, your idea, whatever it was, and you feel lighter because whatever happens next, it is a consequence of your truth. So you can rest assured that that is going to be the best possible outcome you could have had. At the end of the day, speaking up or speaking out or just clearly speaking what's on your mind, voicing your truth and expressing your thoughts and beliefs is a muscle just like anything else in life. We all need to train it. And at first, it's not going to be easy and it might even be really uncomfortable. (laughs) But trust me, you'll thank yourself for it. Stop hiding behind political correctness just to avoid speaking your mind. You can still bring your points across in a polite way with all the good intentions in the world. If your counterpart is still offended by your point of view or what you say, that's on them. As a matter of fact, as a famous psychologist once said, in order to be able to think, you have to risk being offensive. I hope this episode gives you the needed inspiration to say what's on your mind and lose the fear of avoiding potential confrontations when discussing your points of view. And hey, for the record, political correctness does have its merits, its positive use and effect, as well as its time and place. So I do hope you understood the differentiation I made throughout the episode. Speak your mind and ask yourself, am I expressing what and how I feel? Or am I trying to please my audience by, even if just slightly, compromising or adapting my point of view? I hope you took something from the episode, and I greatly appreciate you sticking around until the very end of it. I wish you all the best in voicing your truths, and as always, please stay safe, stay healthy, and hey, don't be afraid to leave your bubble.